0: money stuff elon musk isn't getting enough sleep as elon musk's drug use securities fraud we have talked a few times over the years about the mysterious tesla inc lawyer whose court mandated job is to review elon musk's draft tweets that might be material to tesla shareholders in theory musk has to show his tweets to this lawyer and if the lawyer says this is material and misly ding musk is supposed to not tweet it In practice, really, Musk is a volatile and demanding boss who tweets impulsively at all hours, and what you're going to stop him, you're not going to stop him. Terrible job. I don't think anyone has ever actually done it, and as far as I know, whoever used to pretend to do it has stopped. Anyway, here's a worse job, an attorney for Musk. Alex Spiro said that Musk is regularly and randomly drug tested at SpaceX and has never failed a test. Not Alex Spiro's job, I mean. Alex Spiro seems to be having fun. But imagine being the SpaceX employee in charge of randomly drug testing Elon Musk, tiptoe into Musk's office after his night out not getting into berghain, and say, hey Mr. Musk, it's time for your random drug tase. Tea, here's a cup. What if he says no? What if he hands you back the cup and it is just full of cocaine? What are you going to do about it? You work for him and he is not like a chill and understanding guy. Spiro's non denial one comes from this Wall Street Journal story about how Elon Musk has used LSD, cocaine, ecstasy, and psychedelic mushrooms, as well as using ketamine recreate. I that his drug use is ongoing, especially his consumption of ketamine, that people close to him are concerned it could cause a health crisis, and that illegal drug use would likely be a violation of federal policies that could jeopardize SpaceX's billions of dollars in government contracts. I actually doubt that last part. I feel like Elon Musk's recent career is a long express. errand to prove that, if you are successful enough, the regular laws do not apply to you. I assume that if Musk walked into the office of the Secretary of Defense and snorted a bag of coke in front of him, no government contracts would be canceled. Do you want to send up your satellites on my good rockets, or do you want to enforce your rules about drug use by government contractors? Musk is implicitly asking, and there is an obviously Correct answer. Musk is too big to fail a drug test, but Musk is also the chief executive officer of a public company, Tesla Inc., and you have to feel for Tesla's board of directors. One, on the one hand, Tesla does have policies against illegal drug use, and you could concoct a scenario in which Musk's alleged drug use could som. E-how Tesla either because it gets him in trouble with customers or regulators or just because being on drugs all the time makes him an erratic decision maker. Two, on the other hand, what are you going to do about it? Fire him. That's much worse for Tesla, probably. Ask him to stop. Good luck with that. One good actual answer to what are you going to do about it is key. T. One former Tesla director, Linda Johnson Rice, grew so frustrated with Musk's volatile behavior and her concerns about his drug consumption that she didn't stand for re-election to the electric car company's board in 2019, according to people familiar with the matter. Reasonable. The other answer is, talk about it in hushed, worried tones, which is fine for talking about. Your friend's drug use, but actually legally problematic for a public company board of directors. The correct version of that answer is, talk about it in hushed, worried tones, but not in a way that will make it into any official board minutes that are later discoverable in litigation. Some Tesla board members over the years have talked among themselves about their concerns over Mu. alleged drug use but haven't said anything formally that would end up as an official board agenda item or in meeting minutes people familiar with the discussion said. Some directors, including current Tesla board chair Robin Denholm, have gone to Kimball Musk, who is a Tesla board member and was a SpaceX board member until early 2022, for help with Musk's behavior, without using In the word drugs, the people said, ellipsis at tesla Denholm, the current board chair james murdoch and other directors sometimes gathered around kimball musk informally during board breaks or after meetings to ask how elon musk was doing or if he was getting enough sleep people familiar with the conversation said while the directors wouldn't specifically ask about substance abuse, say the people said they understood the questions to be about elon musk's perceived drug use i wish that was a risk factor in the annual report Two, We depend on the services of Elon Musk, our CEO, and Technoking, and we are worried that he isn't getting enough sleep, if you know what we mean. If he keeps staying up too late, that may impact our business and financial results. Carta, the paradigmatic 21st century business model, is probably giving a product away for free, or at least below cost, in order to collect data that can be used for lucrative targeted advertising. This is how most email works, and basically all of social media, and it has become such a staple of modern business thought that companies like WeWork and MoviePass could oh around being like, sure we charge people below our cost for office space or movie tickets, but see we collect data. One problem with this model is that the better the data, The more intimate and valuable the information you collect about your customers, the more annoyed people will get if you use it. When the ads are too targeted, it's creepy and people get angry, for instance. One product where this model seems lucrative but tricky is startup cap table management. 1. Private companies issue shares to various people. Founders, employees, contractors, angel investors, venture capitalists, etc. With various terms and restrictions, the company needs to keep track of its capitalization table, who owns shares, what sorts of shares they own, what raster Ictions they have, etc, in a robust, reliable, trustworthy way, it probably doesn't have the expertise to do that itself, and if you mess this up, you get in bad trouble too, so there are companies carta is the main one in the business of keeping these lists startups capitalization tables in reliable and user-friendly ways three of those lists are so valuable lots of oh. f investment bankers wealth managers and other intermediaries and service providers would absolutely kill to know for instance the names and holdings of every stripe or spacex or OpenAI shareholder three tons of things you can do with those lists most notably a lot of outsiders want to buy shares of hot startups but they can't those shares don't trade in any sort of organized market But if you know who owns the shares, you can call them up, see who wants to sell, and then advertise, hey, I've got some Stripe shares for sale to the potential buyers. Startup shares do not trade in a transparent way, and if you know who owns the shares, then you can make a killing as a broker. So from first principles, it is tempting to, like, one, build a great cap table management system. Two, go out to startups to sign them up, and three, have a click-through user agreement where on screen 17, it is like, you authorize us to use your cap table data in any way that we want including calling up your shareholders to pitch them on trades this is however not how the cap table business usually goes in fact the shareholders don't seem to wa NT their data used this way and neither do the companies And this is a sensitive enough issue that the companies are not going to just sign a click-through user agreement they will actually say to the cap table company you will keep our shareholder list confidential right and the cap table company will have to say yes also having the list is not the only impediment to startup shar e-trading often startups prohibit their shareholders from selling or have approval and or first refusal rights over any sales so if you had the cap table you would look at it and see that everyone was restricted from trading so you couldn't really use it to put together trades anyway startups care about keeping control over their shareholder lists the cap table management product is a tool for them to exercise that control if a cap table management company takes that control away from them if it uses its data to broker trades the company doesn't want then that's bad service Still you see the appeal. Carta got in trouble this weekend, Axios's Dan Primack reports. Kari Saarinen, CEO of a VC-backed software startup called Linear, disclosed via SOC IAL Media that a Carta salesperson had contacted an angel investor in his company, telling them that Carta had a firm buy order for the angel shares in Linear. According to Saarinen, this angel investor is a family member who's never been publicly disclosed and who's hardly online. Moreover, Linear had never been asked to approve for such a secondary sale, which H it legally would be required to do and a VC source says that both Linear and its major investors would have had a right of first refusal. In short, someone on Carta's liquidity solutions team had accessed Linear's confidential cap table data, leveraging the core product as lead gen for a more lucrative effort. It was a massive ethical breach, no matter how different lawyers might interpret Carta's privacy policy. One VC told me it was akin to Oracle using your database to share supply chain data or Salesforce using your CRM data to inquire about the state of your sales leads. Here's Carta's Chief Executive Officer's Medium post on the matter, saying, I'm appalled we made that mistake and it should never have happened. He explains that in addition to keeping the shareholder lists, Carta has its own startup brokerage business, which, ah, uh, which isn't supposed to look at the lists, but man is it tempting. Carta X is a separate product that operates as an opt-in marketplace, where investors are invited to enter bids and asks on different companies. At any given time, we have about 100 companies that are in the mark. T-Place, Where Carta X and the cap table business converge is, if we match a trade in the marketplace, we go to the company and ask if they will allow it. If the company allows it, we use their cap table to execute the trade. If the company doesn't allow it, we stop the trade. We do not and will never trade without company consent, in the case of Linear and two other companies. We had an internal breach of protocol, and we contacted someone directly on the cap table. That never should have happened, and is absolutely a breach of our privacy protocols. Saarinen tweeted, This buy order was for $2.5 million. They take 2% transaction fee from the buyer and seller. We pay them about $10,000 a year for the cap table management, but this transaction alone would net them $100,000. So i can see the temptation yes right the targeted advertising data from the shareholder list is just way 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 more valuable than charging the customer directly for keeping the list spot bitcoin etfs one claim that you sometimes hear about crypto is that it gets rid of middlemen instead of relying on a bank to hold your money for you you can ho ld it directly on the blockchain but one reason that crypto is actually popular A reason that it has gotten a lot of attention, and that a lot of people from the financial and tech industries have gotten into crypto, is that it is insanely lucrative for middlemen. A lot, not all, of the basic products of traditional finance are old and well understood and heavily regulated and fearsal. Why competitive? margins are low and bid ask spreads are slim whereas crypto is relatively new and poorly understood and complicated and illiquid and you can charge two percent on every trade sam bankman fried did not briefly become the world's richest young person because crypto got rid of middlemen quite the opposite Meanwhile, it is probably a positive for crypto if it becomes mainstream. If I T is widely adopted by ordinary investors and traditional institutions, that would lead to a lot of money flowing into crypto, which is probably good for the crypto middlemen. On the other hand, it would probably lead to a collapse in margins for crypto middlemen. They got fat by charging 2% on every trade, but you can't do that forever if the product becomes mainstream. Some middlemen may ha Pay trouble adapting. So Bloomberg's Katie Grayfeld reports, As Spot Bitcoin ETF hopefuls rush to file their final documents with U.S. regulators, a key difference is emerging among the applicants in their proposed fee structures. At the top end, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust, which would carry a 1.5% fee if the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission approves its Converseo, and into an exchange-traded fund. While that would be lower than GBTC's current 2% fee, it comes well above its competitors. The race to the bottom on fees is a feature of the highly competitive eight trillion dollar u.s etf industry where even a couple of basis points of difference can translate into millions of dollars worth of inflows while gbtc has an enormous advantage in exist in assets It boasts $27 billion in assets as a trust since its 2013 inception. Its competitors will charge a fraction of its proposed expense ratio. Ellipsis BlackRock intends to charge 0.2% for the first year or until it reaches $5 billion in assets, with 0.3% as its eventual fee. Yeah, look, the fees for keeping bitcoins in a pot can be decomposed into one. There is a cost.